Get ready. You're tuned in to Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea, bringing you the hottest trending topics on social media. Stay connected. Instagram.com slash Lovely Tea 2002. Hey, you guys. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. Hey, you guys. I hope you guys are doing good. So if you guys remember, this was maybe like a month or two ago. I had did a really interesting video about Napster and, you know, just it was filled with a lot of nostalgia, a lot of back in the day. And when I was younger, you know, me and a lot of people, when we went to go get our music, our video games, you know, um, watch movies or rent movies, we went to rental places. We went to Blockbuster. Um, When we went to go buy music, we got physical copies of our music. We got physical CDs. When we went to go buy movies, we got physical DVDs. And I was stating in that video that a lot of things are coming, you know, are changing, especially with technology. And I didn't realize that we were becoming conditioning with streaming. Remember, Napster was the original streaming service. Apple basically took Napster's idea and legitimized it because they had a stronghold in the industry and it was an older guy. He was in tech and they were willing to listen to him as opposed to an arrogant, quote unquote, 19, 20 year old, right? So I believe that when everything happened with Napster is what kind of rolled out where we're at today with this whole streaming of MP3s and not needing to have, quote unquote, physical discs and physical movies and stuff like that. Well, a lot of people have been sending me this article because it reminded them of everything I was saying in that video. And if you guys do not know, yes, it's another tech podcast, okay? Y'all know I love my tech talk, honey, okay? (laughs) Grab a teacup, learn some things. So if y'all do not know, uh, basically Apple, shout out team iPhone, (laughs) Apple is being sued for terminating accounts with over $25,000 worth of apps and videos on them. That is a lot of damn money. That's a lot of apps. That's a lot of movies and music and things like that. So I can tell whoever owned this particular account, they've been with Apple a long time. And for some reason, they got terminated. And what I've learned, even from that video when I put that out, you can literally be terminated for anything. On Apple, on Microsoft, on Xbox, you can get terminated for bad behavior. And if they terminate your account, you are not able to log in regardless of what you bought. And that is scary. And this all goes back to the whole, you know, own nothing and you'll be happy. You remember the World Economic Forum, honey. You know, they want us to own nothing. Meanwhile, all these businesses are running to buy homes. They're running to buy land. You know, they want to rent to the people, but they want to be the owners of said property. So don't feed into that shit. So this is what's going on right now. I'm going to go ahead and read this lawsuit to you guys. So Apple is facing two class action lawsuits over the meaning of the words rent and buy. In the first suit, lead plaintiff David Andino argues that Apple's definition of the two words is deceptive since the company can terminate people's Apple IDs and along with them access to content they purchase using the buy button. Thus, Andino's arguing that Apple allows consumers to rent content rather than purchase it outright. If he had known that his access could be cut off at any time, he would not have spent as much of it on iTunes content. Just like Best Buy cannot come into a person's home or repossess movie DVDs that such a person that such a person purchased from, 
Apple should not be able to remove digital content from its customers. Apple countered by arguing that no reasonable consumer would believe that content purchased through iTunes would be available on the platform indefinitely. But the U.S. District Court Judge John Mendez wasn't buying it. At first noticed by Hollywood Reporter, he rejected the motion filed by Apple that sought to dismiss the suit. That means the suit can move forward with its claim of false advertising and unfair competition, though it could still be settled before going to trial. Apple is also up against a second class action suit related to terminating Apple IDs. This led to plaintiff Matthew Pierce. He claims he lost $24,590.05 on iTunes and the app stores in app purchases, along with $7.63 in his account credit, which became inaccessible when Apple terminated his account. Price's lawsuit was filed on Tuesday. Price's $25,000 worth of purchases is perhaps an extreme example of what many consumers may encounter when they buy content from digital platforms, only to find it unavailable when their accounts are suspended or terminated. Whether digital content available through various platforms is truly owned by the individuals if the platform owner can prevent them from accessing it in the future. Amazon is currently defending itself against a similar lawsuit. Last April, by people who claimed the company falsely advertised that they would have unlimited access to content purchased through the Prime Video. They are concerned that Amazon secretly reserves the right to terminate consumers' access and use of video content anytime the suit claims. Prime Video on iTunes content can be downloaded and stored locally, but in many instances, purchased videos are streamed rather than downloaded. Apple and Amazon also advertise the fact that consumers can keep their purchase files in the cloud for later download and when using certain settings on iOS and Fire devices will automatically remove device content and apps that haven't been accessed in a while, requiring the, requiring the user to download them once more. In Price's case, it's hard to imagine that not happening. If all of his purchases were videos made on the iOS device, they would take up over one terabyte. No iPhone currently offers one terabyte of storage. Only began offering that amount of storage in late 2018. Price opened his Apple account in January 2018. In the case of the apps and the storage, the question is mute. If he had to restore his device, many of his apps and in-store purchases would have to be fetched from Apple servers. For 4K videos sold through iTunes, there isn't an option to download copies to store locally. All right, so you guys just heard me read that article. So like I was saying, this has been in the plans for a while. And it seems like everybody's jumping on board of this, including even the gaming industry. You know, where now the new PS5s, they're holding all your games in the cloud. And while that might sound cool and fresh and, you know, less clutter and things like that. But again, if you get kicked off of Microsoft for bad behavior or off with the Sony PlayStation, you know, for bad behavior, and you've had tons and tons of games stored on their system, once they cut you off, you don't have access to that. And that's not a good thing. And that's what's also happening here um, in this situation. So I want you guys to go ahead and try out this small video really quick here. On the subject of subscription business model, Zoro founder Tian Suo says... The reality of ownership is dead. Now it's really about access as the new imperative. Would you like to purchase a product that you only need for a short time at a high price? Of course not. 
no one would like to pay a high price for a service that's of low value to them. A subscription business model allows you to purchase products or services for a specific period of access. It was first developed by newspapers and book publishers in the 17th century. This model is now used by many websites and businesses as a part of the subscription economy. Tian Suo is the chairman, founder, and CEO of Zura, a California-based enterprise software company. Zura launches and provides subscription management software to help other companies with their subscription-based services. According to Suo, the question subscription businesses face has changed from how do you get a product to the market to how can I meet customers through the channels they use. The subscription business model allows everyone to access products or services at regular intervals, monthly, yearly, or seasonal, and pay a periodic fee. A subscription is a powerful tool for growth and one of the predominant business models for modern software. The willingness to pay for software has declined steadily with the increasing customer acquisition cost CAC, in the past several years. So it's easy for consumers to pay for subscriptions rather than purchasing the product. So today's show sponsor is StoryWorth. If there's ever been a year to make the moms in your life feel loved and appreciated on Mother's Day, this year is the one. I recently ordered a StoryWorth book for my mom because I wanted her to fill out the pages of the book and let me know more about her life and, you know, just what she went through in 2020 and things like that. And this is like a really good gift that you can give to a mother or aunt or a grandmother. Basically, StoryWorth is an online service that helps your mother, grandmother, mother-in-law, any female figure in your life share stories through thought-provoking questions and their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with them, especially if you can't be with them in person. Every week, StoryWorth emails your mom a different story-prompted question that you never thought to ask. StoryWorth has helped numerous families learn about each other in profound, special ways. In fact, StoryWorth has already created a powerful experience for me because I'm slowly learning more about my mother. So if you want to learn more about your mother, give your mom the most meaningful gift this Mother's Day with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping costs. Go to StoryWorth.com slash tea time and you'll save $10 off of your first purchase. Once again, that's StoryWorth, S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash tea time to save $10 off. All right, so you guys just watched a snippet of that video, and they were making some really good points. Right now, the world is really struggling economically, and so a lot of companies are going to take on that subscription model. That is what knocked Blockbuster out of the woodwork. It did. They were king, but they didn't want to upgrade and get involved in technology and realize that, you know, the guards were changing, and this was the new wave, and Netflix did that. You know, and it started where they would mail movies to your home and then they had the red boxes and then eventually they created streaming. And while all of this stuff is very convenient, don't get me wrong, you know, I like the fact that I can have so many songs in my phone and that I can watch certain movies on my phone. But it is very unnerving to know that I really don't own a lot of that stuff. And I think it's very unnerving as somebody who grew up in the 90s to know that you know, something happens to your phone if you can't get logged in, if you get hacked, if something happens, you don't have access to that anymore. If they want to just terminate you on a whim, you don't have access to that. But let's keep it real. If somebody came to your home and stole $24,000 worth of property from you or, you know, clothing, jewelry, uh, equipment, that would be robbery, 
Okay. And once they're caught, they would end up going to jail. Okay. So I don't understand how that's not the same concept because technically I've paid for a service. I've paid you 25 grand for apps, for music, for video. And for whatever reason they got kicked off, it might've been a glitch or they might've been trolling. I don't know, but that shouldn't matter. Even if they're not able to use the service and download things anymore, they should still have access to what they paid for. It's only fair. It's no different than if I go into a movie and I act a fool and they decide to kick me out that movie, they can then say, hey, you got to leave your popcorn and your drink here. We're going to keep your popcorn and drink. The hell you are. If you're kicking me out the theater, I'm taking everything with me, including my damn Sour Patch Kids, okay? I'm taking everything I bought with me. That's just common sense. So why if I go to Apple iTunes store or Amazon Prime store and I'm downloading something, I want to be able to access that outside of their app, outside of that login. I want that physical, you know, thing to be mine physically. And so, again, that's why a lot of these sites, you have to read the wording and the verbiage and make sure that if you're buying something, you're physically buying it, you're physically able to download it, you're able to open it up as much as you want to, as opposed to renting. And I think that's where they play those psychological mind games because they'll have buy and rent, you know, buy $19.99, rent $6.99. And, you know, for most people, that's cheaper, so I might as well rent. But in the long term, it can end up costing you if you lose that account. Because now you're having to resubscribe to it over and over. And this is why a lot of people don't buy digital music and they stay away from digital music, especially a lot of people my age. From the 90s, a lot of people, believe it or not, still like CDs, still like DVDs. There's literally people out here who still listen to cassette tapes, okay? I'm not judging, but there are people out here like that. <laughs> but so, But I get that because at least it's a physical tape. It's a physical copy. This situation, I'm glad that the judge is allowing it to move forward because they do need to address these things because these are things you don't think about when you're joining Apple and when you're joining Spotify. You just want to access the stuff in there, but you're not really thinking. So this is why, you know, a lot of people want to stick to downloading, you know, physical copies and having those MP3s. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see where this goes with this lawsuit because if they move forward, it can definitely open open up Pandora's box because I'm sure many of people have been kicked out of their accounts but didn't have the money to sue Apple to get back their music and to get back their purchases. So I'm glad that these guys are stepping up. But again, do understand what is going on in this world. They are trying to move us into a system. Eventually, I believe it's going to be like that universal basic, you know, income where everybody makes the same amount, you know, uh, everybody's just middle class. Everything's supposed to be fair, but you know, who knows? Who knows how long that's going to last? But that is something that they're working on. And I believe that they're doing that more and more, hence why they're pushing things like own nothing and you'll be happy. Companies basically lease everything to us. And at the moment, these companies are all fighting with each other over who gets to provide us with access to stuff that they control. Instead of owning cars, people are taking ride shares with changing prices generated by algorithms. Instead of owning CDs, we get our music from Spotify where it can be taken down. 
and it gets even more complicated when these different platforms start fighting with each other over who has access to what. Back in January, Epic Games announced an exclusivity deal with Metro Exodus just two weeks before the game's launch, after many people had already pre-ordered it on Steam, sparking backlash from Steam users who wanted their money back, and Steam itself who wanted to sell the game. If you want to watch The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, you need an Amazon Prime subscription. If you want to watch Stranger Things, you'll need a Netflix subscription. If you want to watch Star Trek Discovery, well, hopefully you can borrow a CBS All Access password from your dad. But the point is, people are shelling out money to all these platforms for temporary access to a TV show instead of buying a box set. Remember when you just had to choose between DVD and Blu-ray? While it's annoying to have 37 different logins and frustrating to use up hard drive space for some dumb software you only need for one game, there are pretty serious ramifications to these new ownership models. Last year, farmers lost the right to repair tractors and equipment they bought from John Deere. Under a new agreement, farmers can no longer access or modify the source code of any farm equipment software or change engine settings. They can't even purchase repair parts without going through an authorized dealer, which you can find through their app. This is a big deal for farmers who have been modifying and fixing their own equipment since forever. If an important piece of farm equipment breaks, they can't always afford to wait for a John Deere rep to come update their software for them. And not being allowed to upgrade their tractors means they can't update their systems to meet future emissions requirements, which means when standards change, they'll have to buy a new tractor. This isn't new, it's just spreading. Without software, our smartphones, which have become pretty indispensable, are just fancy boxes. We lease that software. Leasing software isn't anything new either, as Microsoft pushes Office 365 subscriptions or Adobe doing basically the same thing. And we're at a point where we're literally advocating for laws so that we can fix things that we already own. The right to repair movement has already been picking up steam and appealing to the US government to address these issues. So as big companies like Apple and Google and Disney take over platforms and buy everyone out, we might finally have fewer passwords to memorize and fewer apps to purchase, but at what cost? So thank you guys for listening to this episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl Lovely Tea. So let's go ahead and get the discussion popping. Half of this will be on YouTube. The other half will be here. Let me know your thoughts on everything. How do you feel about not really owning anything and that it can be taken from you at the drop of a dime? Also, if you haven't seen my video on the topic, the original video, make sure you guys um, check that out or listen to it on the podcast. It was a really good, very informative video about all of this mess and how we got conditioned and how we got to this point. And it was all via Napster. So I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks again for joining me. Have a good evening. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.